Well, we are back here for another pot at the park at Yankee Stadium. We are once again here to see the Houston Astros, just as we were at the beginning of this four-game series that the Yankees and Astros played. The next episode will also feature the Astros. This is not an Astros podcast. They're yeah. just um, in town, in the middle of, I think, seven consecutive games against the two New York teams. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Eight so consecutive. Like there were two two Mets Astros in Houston, and then do, do four do here, that often? and then like hit both New York cities and not as often as you would think they would. For oh oh sorry, I just oh I spilled this a whole Pepsi and lemonade. The good news is that uh, the soda up here is free. Um, can I? Oh, dear, your your um, your bag. Um, oh boy, are you okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I just um, I just ruined my soda. Um, it's a good start to a podcast. <laughs> um, and we'll leave that in because that's just uh, <laughs> that's just how we roll. Um, I was. And, and now at this point, I've kicked over my soda. I've introduced lady next to me on one side. I have not introduced lady next to me, who is a, my actual guest on the show today. Um, we just had a whole talk, and it was in one year and right out the other. She's a comedian. She's uh, running the Spend a Night, Spend the Night uh, comedy show, which was in Brooklyn this weekend, and is returning to Kansas City. Um, She's fantastic. She's a model. She's um, just been a delight. We had never met before in person before today. Um, we've watched the first few innings of this game, sort of, uh, but not really. Stacy K is here, and um, Stacy, what, what have you thought of Yankee Stadium so far? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of people here. I'm, I'm from Kansas City, and the Royals suck this year. You can get in for like two dollars. Get right behind the. The batter's box. So that's what I usually do. And you said there's not being anybody, but we're like way up here, and there's people. It's wild. Yeah. Is New York always like this, or is it just when they're good? Um, I mean, it certainly helps if they're good, but it's still pretty pot like. Yeah, I would say that like even in their their worst years, attendance-wise, like since they moved to the stadium in '09, right. are probably like on par with like yeah you know, the Royals in that 14, 15, 16. Maybe not 15, 16, but like 14 when they were starting to get good. Like that would be like the Yankees' worst year attendance-wise. Like they're they're usually doing like 35, 40 thousand people a game here. Nice. Yeah, Kansas City's nowhere near that. What was it like at the old stadium? The old stadium got more and more full as the years went on. So of course they decided to build a place with a smaller capacity. Wait, what? It got more full, so they built one with smaller yeah, capacity. This place has a smaller capacity than the other one, so does... Why uh, they burn it down? The Mets. So they could build more boxes, like the like the delightful... Oh, uh, okay. The delightful club lounge where we spent the first... All for the game, four the 1%, of this game. huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a 1% city. The Yankees are the team of the 1% um, in so many ways. Um, yeah, but yeah, got them a uh, club level, uh, club suite, and us, you know, free air conditioning and sodas in uh, for the, you know, the tickets that we got. Um, and we're in the upper deck. Nice. The old stadium. You're just hoping that uh, you would not fall through the upper deck to the lower <laughs> level. 
was the main. Uh... My uh, my grandpa was a big uh, Yankees fan, but he had never been to New York before. We were going to take him to uh, the last year when Yankee Stadium was, uh, uh, you know, when they were about to tear 2008, it down. yeah. Yeah, and he was going to go, and then he chickened out because he's got too much anxiety. My Facebook avatar since 2008, on a site that I hardly use anymore because it's god-awful, um, has been the same thing that season with my grandfather. Much shorter trip from Brooklyn to the Bronx, but... Yeah, I've uh, I've left it up since then. And yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sorry your your grandfather didn't make it to the old place because it was. Uh, yeah, he's a loser. It was an experience. He deserves it. Grandpa, a loser. Yeah, deserves. He sucks. Why is that? He disowned me. Okay. Also, he's racist. All right. I didn't realize he was that racist until he disowned me, and then he just started telling me racist stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. Why did he tell you that after? I think because he didn't care about my opinion of him anymore. Well, he is a loser. Yeah, no kidding. Arkansas grandparents are not uh, a high-minded group of people. Come, comes back to once again uh, not not reflect great on Yankee fandom. <laughs> this racist loser. Yeah, he was a Yankee fan. I know too many Cardinals fans that are also racist to counteract that theory. And where I'm from, like, everybody's a, pretty much a Cardinals fan. Is there... There's some Rangers fans, but it's pretty much just Cardinals in, in Arkansas, uh, Missouri, Is Texas there a stereotype area. of non-racist Cardinals fans <laughs> that I'm missing out on? Um, those people out there waving their gun at the protesters, like... If the Cardinals didn't invite them to throw at the first pitch of the game, I feel like he would believe that they did. Oh, yeah, they got permanent box seats. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees very much team comp as well. They can't really be the baseball cops, though, because umpires are the baseball cops. If a team were the cops, it would be the Yankees. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, their logo is a 19th century, like this. I'm wearing it right now because I got my Ichiro jersey on. This was a cop medal in the, oh, in the 19th century, yeah. I didn't realize that. Most, the most famous logo in sports is no an NYPD. It looks kind of like a, a swastika. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's. Uh, and the Yankees still have no hits. They were no hit yesterday. They have no hits through five innings today. It's embarrassing. It's very weird coincidence. That, what's, the, what's the Yankees' record? Uh, it's the best in baseball. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head because that has ceased to be my job anymore. Having quit sports writing um, and moved into whatever it is that this is and whatever I'm doing next. What should I do next? Is this working? Say what? Is this working, what I'm doing here in this podcast thing? What do you mean, just talking? It seems like, yeah. I'm having I fun. Mean, it depends what kind of podcast you usually run. I don't know. I don't know what you're wanting to do here. 
I have no idea what I'm doing here, and I think that's what kind of makes it what it is. So, you are a traveling, touring comedian, and get to go to ball games in different spots that you were saying earlier, before we started recording. Um, I feel like I'm being way too formal. I'm, I'm, we were having like a lovely conversation. Now, like I've gotten into my my like a mindset of like no, it's something. cool. I love production value. That is that's what we're known for at Willis Park. <laughs> is the high production value of the forty dollar lavalier microphone. Oh, they're fancy. I'm gonna get some when I get home. <laughs> they're they're uh, yeah. I've been happy with them. You know, this is our fifth episode of this. Um, I was asking you some kind of what. I should, I should ask, just like, so we're not, we've dropped everybody in in the middle of our conversation. Um, I feel like it would be good if I, you know, let you introduce yourself to the audience more, like what you're doing here in New York with Spend the Night and, and the show that you did. All right. Is that okay. a good thing to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian, I'm a, I'm a, I'm transgender and female, so that, doesn't really do well in the clubs in Kansas City, so I made my own stage, you know, I make my own show, I tour, tour with it, I run all the promotion for it, that way I don't got to rely on the club owners doing all that kind of stuff, because they won't do it for a woman, I don't know if you know, like, they, they, they won't give us the resources that they give the men, and then they blame us for not being funny enough, not having enough of a following. What kind of resources? Like, promotion type shit, like, uh like running ads for the show or whatever they do it for all the, these male comedians that come through but won't do it for women why would they why like, because dude misogyny is I, like I, a religion yeah. to some people it's not even about making money they just want they hate women they hate it when they have power but uh because I would think that like if I put your face on a poster saying comedy tonight yeah right it you, would and I do could, a like, lot like, better taking my shirt off or something like that like, like you would get people there Chuck Chodson right Everybody sees Chuck Chotson all the time, just his stupid little face. But like, man, and, and uh, I do kind of a little get it because the people of Kansas City, uh, I mean, they're just really mid white people. Like they don't, they don't really appreciate cool stuff or, uh, you know, like like. Nice. I mean, Where was I? I was watching baseball. You, you were bashing your hometown. Yeah, yeah, fuck Kansas City. <laughs> it's, I mean, property's cheap there. That's cool. That's why I'm there. I had to get, a, you know, a job. Yeah. Because uh, comedy doesn't pay the bills, but uh, which is why I moved there in the first place. But uh, anyways, I, I have my show. It's, uh, it's slumber party themes, which is, like, supposed to be, like, a comfortable environment from, like, you know, a lot of trans women weren't really allowed whenever they were younger or whatever. It's kind of like a nostalgic yeah. thing. And uh, and we're supposed to wear pajamas and we just go to each different cities and book the whole show with local talent. And then me and my co-producer, Megan Gray, from Baltimore, run it. Um, and we did that, we did that like last night. No, not last night, the day before that. Dude, time flies when you're exhausted. <laughs> Now I'm here, uh, just vibing out till for like a few more days, watching a Yankees game. 
Hopefully the Yankees game will not take a few more days. <laughs> it might be a few more days before the Yankees get another hit. Have you ever seen a no-hitter? Uh, I don't think I have. But you do like to go to, to ball games around there. I'm, I'm curious, because um, you said you, know, you like to, when you're in a town, stop by the, the game. No-hitters are rare. Yeah, they are. I've, I've only ever seen a seven-inning like, one in college. I'll go to like one baseball game a year, and it'll just be in some random city. Yeah. Don't really give a fuck who's playing. I always, I always like to see the Cardinals, because they're kind of my team. Uh... But baseball is just something really good to just, like, you know, get really high and uh, watch people do stuff. I like to be really close to the field because I like watching the players close up. I like seeing all their, like, mannerisms and shit. And yeah. Stuff, stuff they do to, like, get themselves ready. And it's interesting so stuff. Much they all have a different routine. It, yeah. Can I get that? Yeah, here... Get that like, close, it's a couple hundred bucks. But. I feel like people who don't like sports, like, it's just like... They've never really, like, looked at it closely, you know? Like, that, like these are real people out here trying to do this obscure uh, task, and they're, like, super specialized in it. And, like, that's kind of inherently interesting. I don't even really, you know, I think baseball is kind of boring. But, like, I love uh, the just the, the mindset of sports, I guess, and uh, seeing the intricacies of it. What is your favorite sport? Basketball. All right. Huge fan about basketball. basketball. I think it's a it's a more modern sport, uh, yeah. designed to be a little bit more exciting than than other things. Uh, There's more action. We have watched a lot of uh, standing around. We've a lot watched, what? We've watched a lot of standing around. There's a guy out there with his arms folded <laughs> yeah, yeah. in left field. I tell you, they they are really. Uh, Basketball could be so much better than, like, the NBA does it, you know. And I got to do it, I guess, for commercials. But it's it's basketball should be a nearly continuous game. And they add a lot of commercial breaks and stuff like that, turn it into baseball, and it's like, come on. Yeah. Just keep going. your at bat music you get to have like intro music don't you at a yeah at some, a well, certainly at a show that you produce you can do your own intro music uh I was thinking about that the other day and I can't remember I, I came across something uh I think call your girlfriend by Robin Yeah, that thing. Or X gonna give it to you. Either one of those, I think. X gonna give it to you is uh, that's been a good one. Uh, Xavier Nady used that when he was on the Mets. I remember that. It's got such a power. That's what. That's always what I use for sound checks. If I ever have to sound check something, yeah, I put on X gonna give it to you and listen to the whole song. Yeah, I I. Like Nazis hate me now. That's uh, so you get that drop. Escobar season has returned. Has returned. (laughs) 
I tell you what, that shoulder injury I got in the shower this morning is killing me. Yeah, what what happened? Because this is a that's a baseball injury. <laughs> Injured shoulder in the shower. Well, I I have like a torn rotator cuff on my right shoulder. Oh shit! Ooh, oh, pick off. What happened? He started running. Why did? They caught him trying to steal. Wow, they really got him. Damn. Yeah, he was. He just went on first move and. Pitcher's first move wound up being to throw the pickoff and end of the inning. Oh, what, what were we talking about before that? I don't know. It was just a second ago. I think we were talking about going really high and going to a baseball game. Something like, oh, no, why, no, my injury. Why, my oh, your injury. Not uh, related to being high, unless you were high in the shower. Well, it was actually because I was uh, hitting my vape, and I coughed a little bit, and that's when I... Okay, so it is... But, uh, but I've been, it's, it's, it's clearly not caused by it. Like, I've been putting a lot of stress on it, carrying right. a lot of shit around everywhere. Um, and it just does this every now and then, and now I'm going to be in pain for the next, like, three days. I, I hate getting older, don't you? I do. Um, and the one thing I like about it is that, you know, I continue to learn about myself. Um, you know, um, I'm, I can honestly say I'm not the same person at 41 that I was at 40, like in terms of just honesty with myself and things that I know and ways that I think about the world. And that's good and cool and you don't get that if you don't get older but all of the physical stuff yeah that completely sucks this this whole body is just falling apart bit by bit i i did the uh, the new york roadrunners four miler through central park yesterday um my first time running since january um trying to get back like before covid like i was wait, 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 wait. you mean first time running like in a race you just did four miles cold turkey is that what you're telling me yes really yikes how long before so january january and you were still able to bang out four miles yeah how fast you run them uh about 12 and a half minutes per yesterday oh that's pathetic okay yes yeah all um, right you need to get back in that's exactly. I, I could walk a mile faster than that i yeah my walking pace is about 14 15 minutes um, That's a rookie number. You've got to pump those up. Like, here's the thing. My my pace with the New York Roadrunners is, um, like, they register you on your best pace for, for starting races. So, like, my best race, I ran, like, 853-mile pace. And so, like, I'm up in the F pod to start. And it goes all the way back to L. So, like, I start yesterday's race, and it's just like... There go the people past me, there go the F's, there go the G's, there go the H's. For about, this is boring and I'm talking about myself, but it felt good for about two minutes. The rest of it, um, yeah. Right. It sounds like you signed up for torture. It does, and that's what I used to think running was. And then, like, I started two years ago, or whatever it was, fall of 2019. Um, I started running when my kids were both finally in school full-time. And, like, for the first time in my life, I was like, I actually love this, and it's not torture. And then yesterday, it was... It sounds like your life just got a lot worse. Mostly torture. <laughs> and then, like, for just a little... It was like that, that good feeling was still in there. And I kind of felt like 
in that very extremely limited, like, ooh, I think I know how the pro athlete feels. It was like, oh, that, that moment that it just clicks and, like, you're not in a slump. But then, yeah, like, for me, being me, I was, you know, back in the slump two seconds later. Does that, like... Are we going to watch another no-hitter? It sure, like, it sure feels that way. That would be wild. Two no-hitters in a row. That's never happened. On the top team in baseball? Yeah. And are the Yankees got any injuries? How are they all cold? No. No, they just have stopped hitting. And thank you for changing the subject away from me just yammering about myself. <laughs> um, do you have any... And we are obviously saying the words no-hitter, and by the time anybody hears this, they will know whether or not it has happened. Do you have any superstitions, like, oh. sports fan-wise? Uh-uh. I actively uh, hate superstitions. I, uh... I mean, it, after a sporting event happens, it feels like it was destined to happen and there was no way around it. But I think that's just, you know, that's just human perception. But, like... I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll yeah, like, no-hitter no. with... On a team, I wouldn't talk about it if other people, you know, were weird about it. But, like, I don't, you know, fuck that. God doesn't care about superstitions. <laughs> right. He decides whether or not there's a, there's a no-hitter. <laughs> but it's also kind of, it's, it's kind of vibes, too. Like, I feel like at the, like, if you're at the casino and, like, hitting the, I don't know if you're a gambling sword. Like I'll, I'll go every now and then and play blackjack. All right, so like you're at the blackjack table, and like there's that one person that's like hitting on thirteen against the six. Yeah. And like maybe it's cool, but sometimes there's like people at the table get pissed off at that, and then all of a sudden there's a bad vibe at the table. And what, then because really, someone's because someone's really going for it. Is that the? Well, just because someone's like not playing the way you're supposed to play. What? Or, I, I, like, that, that's just aggressive, right? As as what thirteen on a six, I, right? I, I think so. Yeah, like I think on a six, you're supposed to uh, stick because the dealer is going to bust. Yeah. But it's not a guarantee that the dealer is going to bust, and you don't have to play it like by the formulas every single time. That's why it's gambling. But there's like people who like will get mad at you and, and be you don't like. Do the Sound yeah, and be like, you don't do this, and then like. Now, statistics aren't superstition. That's different. Well, but there's there's statistics and there's superstition because like it's like, oh, you gave me the bad card. You didn't give the bad card. Like there's cards there. Like one time I was playing uh, blackjack, and I swear to God, they had more queens than they were supposed to. Where was this casino? Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. That's very. My uh, my friend, who's like really good at blackjack, uh, she cleaned all of us out. She got like ten blackjacks, and like the rest of us were all, all combined up one. And uh, like he was like he was counting the cards, and, and he was like, I, I saw more queens there uh, than there was supposed to be. So we we quit. <laughs> they took our money very very quickly, and we all left. Crooked Casinos of Kansas City. Say what? The Crooked Casinos of Kansas City with their overstuffed queens. 
my girlfriend used to work at one. She was a security person, which like she just wa watches the cameras pretty much. Got really good at uh, at card counting apparently, like to be able to tell when someone is card counting. Got like featured on like That's... some uh, magazine or something like that. She told me about it recently, but she hated that job. Don't ever work at a casino. Yeah, I worked at a bar, and I feel like that was <laughs> tricky enough. Yeah, a casino is like if, if everyone at the bar was like extra depressed. Yeah. And you're fucking with their money. Yeah. Like, and they're hold like, yeah, you, you didn't do anything to their money. They came in there and willingly gave away their money to the casino because but that's like, how casinos work. But like, they're not in a good work. mental space before that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad combo. So, Kansas City, you're not happy you don't get the audiences that, that you want. I'm sure that there are good people, appreciate comedy, appreciate everything you do and who are there. But why stay? Uh, like I said, it's cheap. <laughs> I'm not that rich, you know. It's cheaper to fly to New York every month and do a show here rather than uh, live here, you know. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, st I do, I still run the show in Kansas City and we get good turnout, but like, I have to make my own show to get, like, to have a good stage, I gotta make the good stage, because I don't really feel like there is one for, uh, for people like me there, you know, they got their, they got their club, like, like the improv or whatever, and they bring in big talent and they, they'll sell the rooms or whatever, but it's very hard to uh, get into from Kansas City. They gotta get you from somewhere else. So like first I gotta go to a bigger city and prove myself before I can uh, start, you know, drawing crowds at, at, at stage like that. Oh. And you're doing that. Yeah, that's the plan. I really I really want to find an agent or something soon so that like you know, I can actually start making money, start touring colleges, stuff like that. Just someone who's got all the connects. Uh, I mean, the slumber party theme seems like it would play perfect at oh yeah, college it's venues. for it. And actually, we did we did get some uh, interest from like uh, Rice University wants us to come uh, do a show there, and I gotta tell them what my budget is, and I'm like, okay, shit. Oh. That's another inning without a hit for the New York Yankees. That's six today. We only got three more left, and we got two consecutive no-headers. see if it happens. Now, you're building what you're trying to build there at a time, and, and I feel like it's difficult to just say everything sucks, but everything sucks. What do you mean? Like, just in the world, and, like, that being a tough place to be as just, you know, somebody who's trying to connect with progressive audiences in general. Is oh, it, yeah, yeah, I have like, to. The idea of, of staying there and building it and being familiar to people in the place where you are. Yeah, I, was, I'm fully, like... I know I have to leave Kansas City soon, like, not even from, like, a comedy perspective, from, like, a human rights perspective. I yeah. gotta get out, I think, within the next two years. Um, 
Because they're gonna they're gonna start coming after my health care and stuff like that too. Uh, but so yeah, I'm looking to I'm looking to get out. I know it's all temporary. I just need to. Oh my God! The, are you serious? Oh, they've done this for 20 years. The the more than 20 years. This goes back to. Um, Whatever the year was before the Macarena, because they tried to replace the YMCA <laughs> with the Macarena, and both the grounds crew and the fans revolted. That's funny. This is a banger of a song, though, isn't it? It is. I, it's so sad that Trump picked it as his campaign song, appropriating gay culture like that. Yeah. Still got in the Navy, though. Say what? Still got in the Navy. In the Navy? A, a superior village people song, in my opinion, with, uh, without bar mitzvah hand gestures. I do not remember this. In what, the what Navy. Da, 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 da. In the Navy. Am that I making song, this up? That song's not as cool as uh, YMCA. Not, okay. Don't even... <laughs> not even close. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously also not going to do it justice because I am but one 40-year-old man with terrible singing voice. Um, I am not a construction worker nor a fireman. Oof. That shoulder's really... We're going to oh, have to yeah. go to the bullpen. It is fucked. Oh, God. But in, in that vein of also, like, everything is terrible and human rights are at risk all over the place, you got to do a comedy show on Friday night. I should not say got to. Yeah, i You I'm, had uh, to do a Friday I'm night comedy fortunate. show. I can't believe my life is like this, you know. I thought I would be dead by now. Um, but, like, I'm doing good. It's just, like, I know I have the ability to leave. Uh, where I am and everything and, and what keeps me up is like I know there's so many people who don't you know like from my home yeah like like girls like me that have no way to get out and uh, I, I don't know if there's anything we can do for them anymore it looks like a civil war to me yeah I mean there's there's not like the battle of whatever because that's just not how it works but there's violence oh there will be a battle constantly there's gonna be like it's gonna be a full-fledged civil war I swear to god like uh, you're from here and all that kind of stuff I you, am. you don't know these Arkansas people they hate you oh I, they hate New York they hate I get that they hate anything that's good or that tries to be good they hate the government they want it to actively fail it doesn't matter what the what happens in the election because if they lose they're going to say they won anyway and they're going to be violent it's uh i've been i've been telling people they really are going to repeal roe v wade for years yeah. that's all they care about they're it's a whole country of terrorists like all these uh these white supremacists they're no, they're very real and plentiful they they're just a little smarter about it. They don't... There's a lot of very comfortable white people in big cities. And I say that 
having been one of them, well, like, um, who just are not. I mean, it's who it's can't who can't fathom it, who who like cannot fathom, like what it is, what the what it is in Arkansas, what it is that like no people they don't care, they hate you, they think that you are immoral and like a murderer by like legitimately like people think like yeah you are like murdering they are justifying they're they're reddit they've been ramping it up about yeah. justifying violence towards uh people that this abortion thing is crazy like i remember you know republicans weren't so much about abortion until george bush in 2000 mm-hmm. and then they went crazy with it and and i was like in the churches where they that stuff started getting pushed and People would just preach whole sermons that, like, nothing else matters. Abortion is all that matters. We have to show up to the polls to, to, to stop abortion. And they're not they're not even that happy about Roe v. Wade being repealed. They, they, they want it to be stopped everywhere. Like, they're going to go federally. Yeah. Stop, not just stopped everywhere, but criminalized. Yeah, yeah, they want to like throw fully... them in jail. They want, they want the death penalty for yeah. people who do abortion in every city. They're pro-life. They don't care, they don't care they about the death penalty. Rights. Yeah. Um, so this is our lighthearted podcast with a comedian here yeah. at Yankee Stadium. You're doing a podcast in 2022, and you don't at least have a little existential Absolutely. dread. Then what are you doing? Absolutely. Um, no, we are we're absolutely realists here about you know what we live in. Um, but. Man, y'all are some babies. God damn. What's, what are y'all mad at him for? Uh, 2017 and the uh, trash cans. You mean because he won a game? He won a and championship? And the buzzer and the, well. He, I get the cheating, but like, you know. Because he was like, acted like he didn't. Like, continues to act like he never did anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, you ever going to admit that shit? <laughs> I feel like there's like there's a part of me that would be like, yeah, I got away with it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's the culture that we live in. I uh, you the, cheat, you get away with it. It's fine. The Astros thing doesn't bother me too much because it always feels like cheating is a part of baseball. <laughs> it is, and I feel like they also. I mean, I I can't stand them for a lot of reasons, and you know. The misogyny in that front office, um, you know, at the same time, and um, there was a lot about this Astros team that that was despicable. That said, um, three strikes in a row. It was. Just damn, he didn't even swing. Yeah, Miguel Castro made made uh, Jose Altuve look stupid. Um, here, let's let's take a quick little walk over here because this is going to be. Uh, an interesting time that we don't want to be a part of. Um, as they, we hit the seventh inning stretch. The Yankees have no hits. Where are we going? Uh, we're just going to go up the stairs a little bit while they sing "God Bless America," so that we're not just standing here for that propaganda um, that they do here at Yankee Stadium. The seventh inning you don't stretch like of every America? game. Me, America. This place that we're in right now. <laughs> I like the sports that they have. I like a lot of the people. I think you're cool. Um, 
yeah, no, we, we don't have to be part of this uh, stand and salute the flag of the country that doesn't yeah, y'all didn't even have, uh, have basic human airplanes rights. fly over the stadium. What is this? I know. Well, it is, you know, it's a Sunday. Yeah, got to pay extra on. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But what I wanted to get to, and what I hope that we've been able to do for half an hour here, is, but without trying, it's more laughing at how stupid I am most of the time, um, to make people laugh in a shitty time. But that's your job. How, how do you... Oh, how do you get through? Like, well, how, how do you I mean, do that? Gotta, you know, the other day I I was running a comedy show and they repealed Roe v. Wade officially for it, and uh, that sucked. It's so hard to get people out for a comedy show whenever that's happening because I don't really want to be like you got to like go on the internet. You got to like be all happy and shit. And like I did not have that in me. Yeah. I was just like, I'm having a fucking comedy show. Show up, some of you. And uh, but like writing, it, I mean, it does spur creativity because I feel like I, I got to process it myself. That is helpful. How did the show wind up going? It was all right. Uh, it was about half the crowd we got in Chicago. Still a good show, but like I feel like Roby Wade really really did us in a little bit because yeah. the kind of people who go to our show are also the kind of people who go to a protest so I mean I, personally I didn't want to do a comedy show that day yeah but you came halfway across the country to do yeah. it yeah we had already paid for the hotel rooms we had to do it so where is uh, where is next on the tour and how can people find you uh, Kansas City uh, it's going to be on July 7th and after the week after that it's going to be St. Louis July 15th. Uh, you can follow me at Stacy K uh, or Spend the Night Comedy on Instagram or uh, Twitter. And follow like my link tree and shit. I haven't even started yeah, promoting we'll, the Kansas City show yet because we had to change venues and change the dates. So We will put up all the links and, uh, and keep following you. I don't know if I'm going to get to see your show this stand tomorrow night, which will be before this has come out and it's sold out anyway. But you said uh, it's yeah, not necessarily also, sold out, but we'll see. Uh, but the show is streamed, by the way. So, like, wherever you are, you can, all right. you well, can stream it on YouTube. You buy a stream ticket, and you get a YouTube link. That sounds great. All right. Well, we are going to go see the last three innings of this game and see if the Yankees do get no hit. That is Stacey Kay. I am gesturing to her as if I am on a television show. Which I am not, but she is awesome. You can see, you can't see. It's an audio, it's a podcast. I'm showing up like you're a car. I'm a fucking asshole. I don't know where, like, I'm on the prices right. I'm a model, I'm used to it. I had to do a live auction once where they bought the clothes off of me and just stand there while the designer was trying to sell the clothes to somebody. It would have been really embarrassing if nobody, nobody did it. Anyways, thanks for having me on, on yes. the podcast. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. It was so, it was so nice to meet you, and we will uh, we'll see you next time.